Welcome to another episode of Ask Danny. Well, I tell you, over the years, I have been asked thousands of home improvement questions. So each week here on Ask Danny, I'll bring in one of my expert friends and we'll tackle some of your questions, share a few tips, and also tell you a few entertaining stories to help you out with your project. So remember, next time you have a question, Ask Danny. This week, we're doing something here at Today's Homeowner on the Ask Danny podcast that we do a lot of times, and that's trying to keep homeowners safe. Now, we talk about eyeglasses, ear protection, those dust respirators, but one of the most important aspects of your home is keeping your family safe. October is National Fire Prevention Month, and I've got two guys that we're going to talk through some of the things to, let's talk about awareness of some of the things you can do. I have Stephen Milhouse with the uh, Mobile Fire Department, as well as Captain and Dwight Smith. Guys, I've been looking forward to this because, man, it makes you feel good if you can put out a little bit of information. And, and, and you know how it is. You might throw 10 things out there and people only grab one. Well, that's better than, than none at all. So um, one of the things that I used to do when I had my three girls in my house is we would do the, the little fire safety plan. We would, wouldn't try to scare them. But, you know, we'd gather them around and go, okay. And I'd push that smoke detector and that obnoxious sound would go off and say, okay. When you hear that, it's always going to happen in the middle of the night, it seems. <laughs> Don't be scared, but here's where you need to go. But talk about the importance of that fire safety plan and maybe some of the guidelines that people need to kind of um, grab a hold of when they're trying to educate the family, the kids, and exactly what to do in the event of a fire. Two thing. Well, the first thing is to actually have a plan. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of families don't even consider it until um, an, an emergency happens. So you want to be prepared uh, ahead of time and have a fire safety plan, especially if you have uh, small children in the home or um, elderly people living with you as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just have a plan and, and to accentuate portions of that plan, blare the smoke alarm so mm-hmm. the children know the sound of it and what mm-hmm. to do when, when they hear that sound. Mm-hmm. Practice escaping the home safely, knowing your means of egress, uh, whether it's uh, the nearest exit door or window if you have to do that if you're on a multi-story um, type of home mm-hmm. then again you definitely want to know the safe routes of having to get out of the home practice having the kids crawl through the house yeah um, because mm-hmm. like you said if it's you can make that a little fun yeah you can make it fun yeah. make it a game um, and then just have a, a safe meeting spot outside somewhere everyone knows where to go um, whether it's the the mailbox, a, a big tree at the the end of the mm-hmm, driveway, sure. mm-hmm. uh, or a neighbor's house, or something like that, That's where right. especially like I said, if, yeah. if you have small kids and everyone knows where to go, and just make sure that the biggest thing is getting out and staying out. Don't mm-hmm. go back in for pets. Don't run back in for your uh, photo albums or anything right, like that. Right. So once you're out, stay out. Call nine one one. Let the professionals come and do their jobs. Good. And just add to what he just said is you know especially when you making it like a game, but mm-hmm. making it reality to them because it makes them familiar with what they need to do sure. once they go out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when they go into the door, they feel the door with the back of their hands. If it's hot, then you know you go through your window. So you. just different types of methods that you can use, even though that you're teaching it as a game, but you're familiarizing them with just in case they you do have a fire in the house yeah. and how to get out. And when you know with a family plan like that, it's not really should be considered one and done. You really need to kind of revisit it a little bit. I mean, yes. the kids get older. I remember when I first uh, did that, my youngest, it was like, can we have ice cream now? You know, it was, <laughs> that was really all that was on their mind. But, but you know, it, it, it is such a, um, and it's also everything we're talking about here is peace of mind and comfort. Absolutely. You know, that, you know, with, with, with knowledge and information and you're all together as a family, you're going to be 
you're just going to be more comfortable knowing. And then scenarios, I guess, you know, that, okay, kids, if you're here and, um, you know, your mom and I are not here uh, and you're here with the babysitter, let's talk about that. And let's talk about this situation and that right. kind of situation. And, and uh, so it really does make a big, big difference from that standpoint. Now, some of the things that people need to drop by the home center and pick up, of course, one would be fire extinguishers. So many homeowners are confused about fire extinguishers. A, B, C, what, what, you know, what, what, what do I do here? So give us some guidelines. Like right now, if someone's listened to the podcast and they go, you know, we don't have a, we don't have a fire extinguisher or more commonly, you know, where is the fire extinguisher? <laughs> so when they roll into the home center to look at, um, the fire, fire extinguisher, first of all, how many should they have over a typical home and what should they be buying? Well, right now, uh, uh, for a typical home, I would at least have two mm -hmm. because you got a laundry room and also you have a, you know, for the oven mm -hmm. and stove. So at least two in each home. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then knowing what type of fire extinguisher you need to buy, you mm -hmm. know, uh, fire extinguishers classified in different uh, types. You've got class A, class B, class C, mm -hmm. and class D, and even class K for kitchen. Mm -hmm. And most of those are for commercial use. But class A fires is what we, mostly what we put in trash can, paper, mm -hmm. plastic. Uh, wood products. Mm -hmm. Class B is what you know we we cook with in petroleum uh, products. So mm -hmm. that's those are class B. Class mm -hmm. C is electrical fires, and class D is combustible metal. So mm -hmm. in most cases, when uh, homeowners buy a fire extinguisher, they need to be looking for a multiple purpose fire extinguisher. Then mm -hmm. that is that is classified as A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. I got you. Good, good. And um, of course, if you're uh, grill, if you're one that likes to grill out a lot, probably good to pick one up for out there. I have, Absolutely. I've seen a lot of people. You know, they go and turn their gas grill on. They head back inside to do some chopping and dicing, and maybe they start watching the football game a little bit. Next thing they know, the vinyl siding's on fire outside. And that's another thing. Combustibles, you really got to understand what is combustible because people do that all the time. They'll, they'll have it right up against a wood-sided house. They've got a wood deck that they're grilling on and those kind of things. I'm sure you all have seen a lot of uh, sad situations as a result of, of just not thinking about that kind of thing. Yeah, the, the number one cause of fires in a home is unattended cooking mm -hmm. um, and that's usually in the kitchen but mm -hmm. now that we're in football season the fall and, and you know in the summertime when people are grilling it's the same thing if you're frying a turkey if you're frying fish if you're using a deep fryer if you're using a grill uh, if you're using a smoker those types of things you can't cook if you're not in that area so right. you have to you have to stay there and attend whatever it is that you're cooking so again fire extinguisher is good for uh, outdoor use as well just to make sure uh, that you're prepared and that you're safe and that you've got a plan just in case something happens. Well, I do have a little embarrassing situation that happened to me. I'm man enough to share it with you. Um, so I was cooking one morning, you know, and I have a little pedestal area or a little peninsula in my um, previous house I lived in. Cooked an egg, thought I'd turn the grill off, laid the spatula there, ate my egg, boom, went to work. Halfway to work, I got my um, smoke alarm um, went off. My alarm company called me. And, of course, uh, I circled back around. By the time I got back there, you guys were there and um, <laughs> mentioned that someone had left that on. <laughs> and it, it didn't cause a fire, but it, it kind of melted down the spatula. And so that really, not only was I 
you know, had to face my wife, which is a little <laughs> embarrassing. But uh, it made me think every time when I grab that door to go out to get in my car, I immediately have a checklist in my mind. And whether that checklist is in your mind or you actually put one there, not a bad idea. I mean, you know, you want to lock the doors. You want to do this. But you also want to make sure that alarm's on and make sure that you haven't forgotten something that you've left on because uh, that was a real close one for me. I'm sure you've seen lots of close calls where people have been a little negligent, let's yes. say. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things I cert certainly recommend to people is uh, if you can't remember it, go ahead and put your print something on your door there. at least from that experience you got a learning experience and, and it's uh you were reactionary but um, because of that like you said you may want to print something and put it right by the door you got your keys got your wallet is the iron off is the stove off right. is there anything else that we need to check for yeah. so uh again just make a little checklist or mental checklist and, and if you put it in print and you see it then you got to pay attention to it and if it's preventable Things happen, but if it's preventable, you want to make sure that you're doing everything that you can to prevent it. Exactly. Boy, this is some great information. Yeah, and think about it also, the smoke alarm work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, let's talk about smoke detectors here in just a second. Hey, if you have a question about your home or just need a little help with the project, head over to todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Use the form there to send photos, share what you're working on, and ask us any question at all. Okay, when you talk about, you know, smoke detectors, I remember, you know, every year when the time was changing, the media would always say, change your batteries, change your batteries. Well, it's kind of different now with the lithium batteries. Uh, it's made a big difference with all the tools that we use. But when you're talking about smoke detectors, I was kind of surprised a couple years to learn that you really should replace the smoke detector itself after 10 years. And you think about how advanced technology is now and how much better they are now than they were 10 years ago. But um, that's something that a lot of um, consumers and homeowners don't realize that the lithium batteries not only last 10 years, but the older smoke detectors, they've gotten dusty, they've gotten their old. Uh, so I know that's a big push for you guys to encourage people, let's get some brand new ones in there. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the things that we've been doing for the last, I think, three or four years here in Mobile is that Mobile Fire Rescue. We've been going out, changing out bat uh, smoke alarms and batteries for oh, wow. the citizens. So wow. uh, it's, it's a good program that we're running through a grant. And we've been installing 10-year smoke, uh, uh, smoke alarm with 10-year batteries. So <laughs> it's a good program. Also, what we're seeing is a lot, a lot of these old uh, smoke alarms. And when I say old, you're looking at 20 or 30 years old smoke right. alarms still in homes that are not working. Right. And so this program that we are using now, it is a great program in helping the citizens here in Mobile. Yeah. And the advancement of everything. You know, used to someone would say, well, smoke detector has gone off. Um, I'm not at home. What has that done for me? You know, um, but now you get text alerts. And of course, you know, a lot of us have, um, uh, you know, alarm companies and so forth and fire prevention sensors and so forth. That's something when you're building a new house or doing some remodeling, um, it's probably really an important thing, not just, well, just put in what you normally put in, but you really need to think about exactly um, how your lifestyle is. You know, and, and think and really listen to those guys when they advise, okay, we recommend the sensor, the smoke sensor or heat sensor in the garage, we recommend here, and those different things because you just don't sometimes want the basic, basic package 
if you really want to protect your family because there's a lot of hot spots in the house. Yeah, those things are created by a lot of uh, a lot of engineers who've done painstaking, meticulous research on what needs to go into different smoke alarms, uh, carbon, mono carbon monoxide detectors right. and things of that nature and where they need to go. So like you said, infrared sensors and, and things of that nature. They've done that research. People are a lot smarter than us. Right. So you want to pay attention to what, what type of home you have, what you need in your home. Mm -hmm. If you've got a, the upgraded models mm -hmm. uh, or if you need to change the batteries. And you hear those little bird chirps from right, the smoke alarms. Right, that doesn't right. mean ignore it. Yeah. That means, that means that's your warning. You need to go ahead and change up those Boy, batteries. And, and, so. and it's funny. It seems to always happen in the middle, uh, it, middle it, of the night. In the middle of the night. <laughs> yes, the, birds, the, the little bird chirp on the smoke alarm. So you, you need to change those batteries. You need to make sure you're testing and checking your smoke alarms to make sure they're still operational. Sure. Whether they're uh, you know, old school hardwired, mm -hmm. um, you plugged it in yourself, or it's one of the more modern, uh, technologically advanced smoke alarms, mm -hmm. you want to just test it, make sure it's working, and then change those batteries as necessary Good. a couple times a year. Uh, space heaters. Um, you know, space heaters are, should never be used as your primary heat. You should never use a space heater when you're not in that room, and you shouldn't use them overnight. Boy, is that ever ignored by homeowners <laughs> all the time. Uh, and I know you guys see some terrible things when people are just trying to get through the night and that kind of thing. But uh, to talk about the smoke detectors, uh, not smoke detectors, but the space heaters and the importance of having the right kind and using them the right way. Yeah, we, we, we talk about space heaters uh, ad nauseum every winter, mm -hmm. uh, fall, yes. winter, cold weather months. Uh, but the biggest thing that you can do for a space heater is follow the manufacturer's guidelines. Give it space. Mm -hmm. Like you right. said, you can't operate mm -hmm. a space heater uh, if you're not in that room. It's not it's not used to heat uh, an entire room or an entire uh, mm -hmm. home. It's just supplemental um, mm -hmm. heat for a small area. So you make sure that you're plugging it directly into a wall outlet, never into an extension cord. That's exactly. right. An extension yes. cord cannot handle it. You're going you're uh, again, if it's preventable and you can prevent it, you want to do everything you can to prevent it. So plug it directly into a wall outlet, give it enough space, keep it away from anything else around it, at least three feet away from anything on a flat surface. So uh, don't put it on the carpet, on a rug, anything that it may tip over. Don't put it up on a table. Uh, that's not a good idea either. So just make sure you got it. You know, in an open room with open space, don't put it under your desk. I know it's, it's uh, <laughs> that's tempting. <laughs> that is very tempting, especially in office settings when it's really cold to warm your feet. But don't put it under a desk because oftentimes people will forget that it's there mm -hmm. and then get up and leave the desk and leave it on. Yeah, yeah. they leave it on and come it, back. You know, some you know, all of these are very, very simple, logical, practical things. And you know, and and hopefully, and of course, we have lots and lots of information on our website at todayshomeowner.com to go and review a lot of these things. But and you know, maybe it's not considered. Uh, you know, fun, sexy home improvement stuff that you can do. But boy, this is some of the most important things that you can do. And I'll tell you another thing that's uh, easy to do and nobody seems to do it on a regular basis is to call that certified chimney sweep, have them come <laughs> out and clean it and go yeah. ahead and inspect it well and then advise on what can do. Because we've all seen those fireplace exactly. fires and that, that's, yeah. that's a Every tough year. one. Yeah. Yeah. Do it all the time so at least once a year especially just before that first time you light it for the new season because you've gone through uh fall winter and now spring summer you know every season there's all kinds of things that are in that chimney you know you may have had squirrels or birds, birds. dropping oh, that's stuff true. in there yeah. yes. uh, you've got leaves sticks brush everything any any kind of stuff is in there that's just accumulated over the, the couple of seasons that you haven't used it so 
uh, right now I've got you know birds in my chimney <laughs> every morning. So yeah, they can find a way they in. Find a way in. Yeah. So you definitely want to you know have it professionally inspected, cleaned, and swept before you light it for the, those cold weather months. Otherwise, you're going to be calling us when you could simply have called uh, a professional chimney sweep to to handle that for you. And you don't want us coming to your home filled with smoke. No, uh, no, no, no. You know, just yeah. coming in to kind of clean up the mess. Yeah, when, exactly. You know, exactly. If it's preventable. Do yeah. what you can to prevent it. Hey, this feels good, man. This feels good that we're able to share some of this information. Hopefully, we uh, made a little bit of a difference. We we can keep knocking on the door. They just got to open the door and let, <laughs> let us in on it. Absolutely. So I appreciate it, Stephen Milhouse and Captain Smith. We appreciate it and, yes, and hope you enjoyed you know hearing these certain things that you can do around your home to really make your family safer. More information waiting on you at todayshomeowner.com. I'm Danny Lifford. Thanks for listening to the special Ask Danny podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ask Danny. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. So I hope you'll take a moment to leave a review and follow this podcast. I also invite you to visit todayshomeowner.com slash ask where you can send me any photos, ask any question, and let me know what topic you would like to hear more about. So remember, next time you have a question, ask Danny.